And now, spoken word from Justin <sighs> Dion Hobson. Ride with me. This may be the realest stuff I ever spoke. Tell me what you know about me. W-E-B-B-I-E A-K-A Trill E-N-T Young S-A-V-A-G-E Brother Fire alarm, red truck. See what I did there? I'm the greatest. I'm not a DJ. <laughs> Roof up or go down. Shout out to Webby, man. This song right here. This song I always waited on when I hit the club, man. I had a very close shopping period, but when I did go to the club, this got me off the wall. <laughs> hey, shout out to the now defunct club in zone. Murder in Mississippi. Hattiesburg Club members. Is it still standing? I've been there in a while. Club hi hat. <laughs> turn it off let me turn it off before uh facebook youtube or wherever this goes on copyrights me you know um psa just because you put a copyright disclaimer in the caption does not save you <laughs> i don't know who needed to hear this but yeah that does not work so i take a risk every time i put music on this podcast so just put the music out there and see what happens forget the caption you don't need it <laughs> I promise you, Universal and Sony do not care. They will flag you down. <laughs> okay. Uh, but those are the main culprits. And anytime I see, like, uh, I, I usually get, like, a content ID claim, but I don't get a copyright strike or anything like that, usually. And it's from UMG. So, yeah, Universal. Um, but anyway, uh, welcome, guys, to the 13th edition of the Catch Up Podcast. Let me switch up a little bit. Um, so started out the show with a little appreciation for webby gonna be starting out the show with is webby a legend uh so that also uh, i want to talk a little bit about some new kendrick lamar maybe on the way i need some new kendrick i'm fiending over here okay i've been listening to damn for too long now <laughs> i need some new music and from what i hear 
something might be on the way. Some leaks have come about. Uh, he's been seen shooting a video, so something new is probably on the way. It's Kendrick season. Um, Detroit 2 album review. Uh, Big Sean's new album. I'm going to do an album review on that. And also the controversial Cuties. Uh, I watched it. It is it's a hard watch <laughs> but in order to do this review i wanted to watch the movie in its entirety and not just derive my uh opinions from one clip and what people are saying on the internet uh so yeah i'm gonna talk about that um other than that i might sprinkle some other random topics here and there that i have written down here uh, but those are the main topics that I did want to talk about. So uh, let's go ahead and get into the show, guys. All right, so let's get into the first topic of the night. Is Webby a legend? No. In the podcast. Hey, yo. It's the catch up. You should catch up. We gonna catch up. Uh, it's the catch up. <laughs> Overall legend, no. I I would definitely say no. But if we're talking, I guess I should change the title of this then. Um, if we're talking like hood legend or southern legend, uh, to make it sound more classy, uh, it's debatable. So let's get into it. Um, so as far as legendary status, what is the criteria? Um, you guys can comment in on this, but I'll give you what I think. So, uh, I think about these four areas, quantity, album sales, uh, number one hits, things of that nature, quality, um, lyrics do, do uh, I guess this is subjective, but for me, I would want somebody that, uh, would be remembered for having substance in their lyrics, but you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm down for a catchy hook every now and then there's nothing wrong with that, but for the most part, I want substance in my music. Um, but I'm down for the BS every now and then, if that makes sense. Um, longevity. Does this artist have, is this artist still relevant? Do they stand the test of time? Does their music stand the test of time? Um, are people still jamming their hits to this day? Um, things of that nature. Um, adaptation. Um, and when I say all this is under longevity, um, are they adapting to today's climate, things of that nature, like Snoop Dogg, Jay-Z, artists like that? Um, impact. What impact does this artist have on the community? Did they change the culture in any type of way? Um, so things like that I'm looking for as far as um, deciding if a artist is a legend, so to say. So let's tackle these areas and see what we come up with here. So is Webby a legend? I might do more of these. We'll see. But I was just thinking about Webby the other day and I was like, man, I need to talk about Webby. I need to give Webby his flowers, man. Uh, I have not, I don't know what Webby is up to. <laughs> I've, I haven't heard about him. Um, I honestly, I stopped listening after Savage Life 2. Uh, three, four, five is like, uh, I listened to it one time, like, not, not feeling it. And I always like Webby more than Boosie 
because when they you know when they first came up with the gangster music album um swear rise swear live you know that song um I always favored Webby more than I did Boosie, but Boosie, that relevancy thing, Boosie is more relevant than Webby is today. Way more. You don't even hear about Webby anymore. Um, but yeah. Um, so I pretty much thought the last the last song I probably heard Webby on was one of the uh Trill Fam cuts. I think it's in the I'm in the club. Mm, the, I got my people with me. That was the last time I heard Webby on a song. Um, so I guess the, the longevity box, um, not so good <laughs> as far as relevancy right now. Um, it, it just depends on who you ask, I guess. Uh, but, uh, to keep myself from going all over the place, let me just run down, uh, these categories here. So quantity album sales, um, I I went back and researched um, and Savage Life 2 was his highest album as far as sales first week. I think it was like 72,000 or something like that. Um, and, um, you know, he had a couple hits uh, from Savage Life and Savage Life 2. Um, Independent. Um, Girl, give me that. Girl, give me. I can't remember the name of the song. Uh, Bad B. Um, what else? Uh, I, th- I think. And How You Riding. Well, how, how You Riding wasn't really a radio song. I don't know if I remember hearing it on the radio. There was more of a, some of his songs were more club songs that you just hear in the club. But How You Riding, that was my, that was my favorite song right there. But, yeah, he had a couple hits. Um, were they number one? I don't think so. Maybe I'm like, maybe top ten or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, quantity, I guess, you know, uh, quality. <laughs> If you listen to a Webby album, you know there is <laughs> there is no substance at all. It's just it just knocks, man. It just knocks. It does. Um, some catchy hooks, stuff like that. But for the most part, I don't come to Webby for deep lyrics. <laughs> so let's just keep it real on that one. Um, longevity. I kind of answered that already. Uh, as far as the relevancy part, he's he's not as relevant as he was back in what was it oh four oh five when he first came on the scene, um, and uh, let's see, consistency. Mm, as far as albums, I already uh, mentioned this. Savage Life one two. It depends on what you count. Are we counting his solo career? Or are we counting the posse cuts with, um, you know, um, with Trill Fam, Fox, uh, 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 Mouse on the Track, uh, who else, who else, uh, Lil Fat, all those cats. Uh, are we counting those songs as well? Or are we just counting solo-wise? I don't know. <laughs> if we say solo-wise, then no. But if you include all the posse cuts, then probably, um, you know, he had a nice streak. Um, and impact. Did Webby have an impact in the southern region? Not, I don't know, not socially, but I, okay. If I were to go to the club right now and you throw on that how you riding record, everybody is is going so 
I mean, impact wise, I think people still remember that project fondly, Savage Life and even Savage Life 2. Um, the songs off of those albums, people still remember those fondly and, they, you know, they're, they're club bangers. So, I mean, as far as the club scene in this area, yes, I guess he did have somewhat of an impact, but uh, that's about as far as I can go with that. So is Webby a legend? Am I going to be going back to his albums years from now? I already am going back to his album from years from now. They dropped Savage Life on Apple Music and I went crazy. <laughs> um, just a couple of my favorite songs. Uh, G, shh, I can't cuss. Uh, that's why I didn't play it at the beginning. I wanted to play that at the beginning of the podcast. I'm like, man, I cannot find an edited version of G. And even if I did, it would sound weird. So I just went with How You Ride, um, which is my favorite song of his anyway. Um, so that uh, gonna be, you see, I got to keep blanking out my words. <laughs> um, what else off of there? Uh Late way back in the back, getting blowed up full of I like that one. Uh, I'm pretty sure if I had a track list, I could probably name more songs. I just, I just can't name everything. Um, Savage Life 2, 612s. I got 612s. I got 612s. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he, he, he got some songs though. Uh, so I mean, just like I said, this subjective, just from my. I guess when I when I put on a Webby album, I just get a good feeling, man. So I guess maybe that's what counts. You know, when you're putting on this artist in the future, it's like, oh, man, I used to jam that back in the day. Y'all know about this. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so maybe from that standpoint, yes. I, I think Webby will be a hood legend. So anytime you throw on his record, you'd be like, man, that was the jam right there. Even though he may not be doing anything else anymore. You know, for that short time period of frame uh short uh time period you know he did the thing all right so before i move on to the next topic i said i was gonna have a couple topics that i didn't uh mention i see that i wrote here um joe button <laughs> i gotta talk about it a little bit because that's who i model my podcast after that's why i i got into podcasting now as far as like i started with reviews now the reason i did reviews was because um it did in hip-hop which is a YouTube channel I watch. So that's what started me doing reviews and then reviews turn into like just the whole podcast. Um, so that's why I do reviews at the end of my podcast. Uh, but as far as what I'm on my podcast after is Joe button. Uh, but he's been in the news lately, losing the Spotify deal. Um, the spot, the Spotify deal. I think I said deal. <laughs> Spotify deal. And he's been uh, kind of beefing back. He's always beefing with Charlemagne, though. I just I don't know if they are one time they're friends and another time they're enemies. So I don't know if they're just doing it for clout at this point. But they're arguing as far as the whole uh, ownership versus worker mentality type deal. Joe's more on the ownership side. And um, Charlemagne, he has this deal with like our heart media for his own like podcast network or something like that. But ultimately, it's still owned by iHeart even though he has like part ownership or something like that in it. Um, 
And Joe's pretty much like full ownership and pretty much um, he didn't like his renegotiation with Spotify. So he's leaving Spotify and it seems like when he left Spotify, everything is starting to happen as far as the stuff with Charlemagne and then the abuse allegations coming back out. And also this weird stuff with him and he likes to masturbate his dogs or something like that. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Um I separate the art from I separate the art from the person. <laughs> Let's just say that right now. I already said this when I was talking about R. Kelly. I separate the art from the person. So, you know, I I don't know. I don't know if that's true. It is what it is. But I just had to speak on that. I don't know what's going on with Joe, but uh, I'm pretty sure he'll, you know, find another avenue of success. Um, but anyway, that's uh, it on that. I just had to speak on that for a minute. All right, guys. So moving to the next topic, I think I'm moving on nicely here. I don't want to be sitting here all night. I'm ready to get so wet. So uh, moving on into Kendrick Lamar and um, the leaks that came out so far. Uh, the ones I heard are Prayer, which seems like the most polished one by far. That's that's the one I actually like most. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, somebody I like that one too. Um, gotta love me and guilty conscious, which seems to be like a sort of a a redo of um Eminem song with Dr. Dre. Uh, so yeah, uh, those four songs um are have been out for a while now. Um, and it's led to believe that he's gonna be gearing up for another album. Hopefully, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I need some new Kendrick right here and right now. Um, so we'll see. Okay. Um, so let's get into some of these songs here. Uh, I'll start with, I really just want to talk about, uh, prayer for the most part. Somebody is cool. Um, gotta love me get to content. It was just, eh, okay. Um, I like the take he did as far as, you know, uh, paying tribute to Eminem and Dr. Dre. Uh, but that's about it. Um, prayer, um, will, will produce. I like the production as far as, um, the instrumentals, pianos, violins. I like all that stuff as far as production. Um, and also, um, this felt a little bit, it gave me like T-Pap vibes, uh, to Pimple Butterfly. Um, so yeah, so if we're going in that direction again, I, I really don't mind. So, um, definitely in these times we're in right now, it, it's probably a, <laughs> time for another to pimp a butterfly album. Huh? Um, so I expect him to talk about a, like a lot of social stuff that's going on right now, but we, we'll see on that. I don't know. Um, Kendrick seems like an artist that he has to be inspired by something to drop something. So we'll see what these times bring about as far as his next project. But um, other than that, this song, I like the uh, the concept of it. Um, and to really know what he's talking about, you ha you kind of have to go like probably on Genius or something like that. That's where I went because I'm like I didn't I knew he was talking about like some type of historical figure because he said uh, I was born on dot dot dot. My name is the first one was. He said, my name is ABC. I was born on February something, something. It's the name. It's the date that Michael Jackson released ABC. So he was talking about Michael Jackson. Uh, so I thought that was clever because I'm like, ABC. I'm like, who is ABC? Um, 
So, yeah, he was speaking basically through different um, perspectives, I believe. So the names I've seen thrown around is Michael Jackson and Martin Luther King, which lining up the dates, they make sense. I would have to go back and listen to the the actual song, but I I played it on the the pre-show. So if y'all want to hear it, I played it throughout the pre-show. If y'all want to go check that out, it's called Prayer Kendrick Lamar. But other than that, um, yeah, another theme I saw it was basically um, like I was saying before, keeping the artist separate from the uh, the person. And do people always expect the artist to you know, just be perfect people or heroes in general uh, as far as you know, their morality and things like that and not being perfect. So yeah, those uh, definitely some themes uh, that I got from this song, but definitely um, I hope this one will be on whatever album he decides to put out. Um, it'll Hopefully it'll be more polished uh, as far as the finished product and we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say on uh, Kendrick Lamar. But while I'm in the TD. SZA, uh, new album, not new album, I'm tripping, but she probably has a new album on the way, and from what I heard with uh, the hit different song, man, that song is is a vibe, uh, so if those songs are going to be anything like that, I'm ready for that as well, but um, yeah, she released a video for um, Hit Different, um, another weird video, there was um, she was covered in blood like she was carried and she was in a farm with alpacas and it was just weird but she was sexy <laughs> uh, but I don't know I, I love Scissor's lips man. I'm just saying that right now I love her lips uh, but anyway yeah I, weird silent <laughs> alright so let's move on here not much to say on that that's just some new music I ran into and since I was on uh, Kendrick Lamar I figured I'd go ahead and mention her since they're on the same uh, record label okay so let's get into cuties um, I watched it in the podcast <laughs> okay so controversial movie um, about the seemingly exploitation of 11 year old girls and I would have to concur <laughs> uh, if you uh, listen to the director they would say basically this is like to depict the exploitation of 11 year old uh or young ch- children and like the dance life or whatever i was like i did not get that from this movie at all in order for there to be an exploitation there is usually like an adult or something involved i thought maybe they w- it would have to do like with like um like you know um parents or some type of dance coach you know pressuring them to be over sexualized or something like that that's what i thought it was going to be and it wasn't that at all there was no dance coach involved there was no adult involved as far as any decision making all these every decision made in this movie was by these group of girls so yeah that's that's what I got from it. But I mean, I guess there was somewhat of a positive message. And, and I guess at the end, uh, the movie has a, it, the ending is cool. Um, the end, if I would, I, what I would get from the ending is children should just be children. That's what it seemed like the movie ended off of as far as the message it wanted to convey. But 
the whole movie, I mean, like, as far as the way it was shot, there was these montages where, you know, the girls were twerking and doing, uh, you know, um, humping the floor, beating the, beating the ground, humping the floor and stuff like that. And I'm talking about, it was like shot like a, uh, like a hip hop video or something like that. There was, there was zooming in on body parts and all that stuff like that. I'm like, okay, uh, this is weird. So I just mean like, if the director had like this, this deep message that she wanted to convey, I did not get it. This was not an exploitation about an exploitation. It was just an exploitation to, to me anyway, but uh, pretty much this uh the movie stars amy um which is a singalese child i think that's how you say it but she's of african descent and i think this movie takes place in france or something like that uh because they're speaking french in this um uh they're speaking french in this movie uh and of course she meets um she's from a hyper like religious family uh predetermined marriage all that kind of stuff and um she basically uh, she's tempted by the um the influence of the outside world she's seeing like dance videos and stuff like that and she you know she gets into that life and she meets a group of fast girls pretty much um from her school and she gets you know assimilated into that group and then um pretty much she she's she's pretty much the reason they even get into the uh dance competition anyway because uh amy is the one she's watching the videos and then she's taking these twerking and all these moves that they shouldn't be doing uh and showing the other girls how to do it and then they eventually enter themselves into a competition there was like there was no dance coach involved or anything like that uh every decision that happened in this film was made on their own they knew completely what they were doing and in the um there was one scene where uh they were in like like a laser tag or some type of arcade place and they weren't supposed to be they were in like a restricted area or something and then the uh one of the security guards um they were going to turn them into the police or something like that and then um the girls basically you know they dance for them and it was implied that the guy liked it and let them off because of yeah so they basically saying he was a predator somewhat uh not even somewhat all the way because he was like <laughs> uh so yeah there there was a scene like that in this movie um but yeah uh y'all don't need to watch it i watched it for you so <laughs> i'm telling you, you don't need to watch i watch it because i'm reviewing it uh but yeah it is that bad it's definitely that bad um but anything else i have to get uh let's see there was attempted murder uh amy the the main character she tries to kill one girl because she's gonna take her spot in the the dance the competition or whatever um so she tries to push her in a pool like i said every decision there was no influences she made it on her own so um yeah and then oh my god uh i don't should i talk about this um let's just say there were different parts of the movie where well it it wasn't shown but um there was some exposure 
if that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll I just go ahead and get to it. So there was one scene where I don't know who this guy was. I don't know. If, it wasn't her dad, but it was um, another guy that would come to her house um, and she stole the phone from him. And the dude found out she stole his phone. And then when he tried to get it back, she like she started taking off her clothes and basically y'all know where i'm going with this this is very hard to talk about um and then so he you know he didn't go for it and then she took the phone ran the bathroom and she took a picture of her genitalia (laughs) this is hard to talk about (laughs) and um and another theme in this movie was basic acceptance as far as social media and stuff like that uh that was brought like in many times during the movie and she was basically using that to get likes on this social media app that, that they were using and um that backfired as uh, that gave them an even worse perception in the school uh so yeah i think i'm gonna end here <laughs> but yeah that that's that's cuties uh, there was nothing cute about it. And uh, so, yeah, I watched it. So y'all don't have to. So you're welcome. But that's it for cuties. Uh, I just I didn't get anything from this other than children should be children. That's pretty much what I got from this movie. Uh, but other than that, I'm not canceling Netflix. Get out of here. Get out of here, man. It's, uh, it's other stuff that I want to watch on Netflix. I'm not canceling because of one movie. Don't watch the movie. When they see the analytics that nobody's watching the movie, they'll get rid of it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's done the damage already because maybe some people actually got a subscription to see the movie because they were that curious. Or, you know, with some people out there, you know, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah. And uh, that's going to do it for cutie. So let's go ahead and move into the last segment of the night. Uh, Detroit 2 album review uh, Big Sean long awaited return he's been off for a couple years maybe 3-4 years something like that uh, he's been dealing with like depression and things of that nature and he seems like he's in a better place now so yeah, he was talking a lot of that zen stuff on here so um, I think he has one song called ZTFO zen the F out um, at first I thought it was Zan like the peel uh, but it was zen as in, as in peace so um he talks about different stuff on here as far as like um uh trying like holistic medicine and mentions like dr sebi and things like that uh stuff of that nature so i mean there there's some bangers on here but you know expects you know some of that namaste rap on here uh so to say some um some people didn't like the album um and I and I could probably understand because I would say after listening to this, uh, like I really haven't been back to it except to, you know, for listening purposes to review the album. I haven't been back to it. Uh, there are a couple songs I do like on here, but for the most part, it was just it was a solid project. But I just don't see myself coming back to it that often. I just don't feel it was worth the wait, if that makes sense. But it's a good album. I'm not going to say it's a bad album. Uh, just the replay value is kind of so-so for me right now. Maybe I just haven't had time to come back to it, but at the same time, it just, I haven't 
being like, let me come back to this Big Sean album. Okay, so let's get into just the um, tracks here. I would say um, it started out well. Then in the middle, they kind of lost me a little bit. And then at the end, it picks up. Uh, so let's start with Lucky Me. Um, I believe that's the first song. Or it might be an intro to this, if I'm not mistaken. But Lucky Me is the first song I have written down. Uh, and he talks about things like being diagnosed with heart disease, prescribed magnesium. And then he talks about in different parts of the album, as far as, you know, um, being a believer in like holistic medicine and stuff like that. Also talked about dealing with oppression, public breakups, uh, things like that. So there was substance to this song. Um, I think there was like a beat switch towards the end. So, um, yeah, I like lucky me, uh, deep reverence. Uh, was cool also featuring Nipsey Hussle. He spoke about uh, the whole beef with Kendrick and talking about how they pretty much patched things up. So maybe we might see something from them in the future as far as uh, new content. Um, we haven't heard anything since, uh, what was it, uh, Control, that Control verse. I haven't seen anything from them since. So it's been a long time since then. Um, next track was Wolves. This is probably my favorite track on the album, um, featuring Post Malone. So that one was cool. That's, that's probably one of the, the bangers on this album. Um, next one song more so for the ladies. I can, I can hear this on the radio. Uh, I like this one too. Body language featuring Ty Dolla Sign, Janae Aiko. They have a couple songs together on this. Uh, so expect to hear some 2088. I think that's the name of their duo or whatever on this album. So, uh, body language was cool, um, with that. So definitely a catchy song. Um, and then the, we had the first skit or story in this album. You had three stories, uh, Dave Chappelle, Erica Badu, um, Stevie wonder. And I want to say somebody else, but I think that's it. And he showed one basically kind of show their respect towards, um, Detroit and um, I, I thought these were nice additions to the album and kind of helped the album flow um, as far as uh, giving it meaning as the name of the album is Detroit so um, I like Dave's uh, little story where he basically told about how one night he was in Detroit and he was he had basically had a bad gig and uh, Big Sean's father happened to be at the uh, venue he was at met him after the show and basically gave him a pep talk so uh, I thought that was a cool story by Dave um, Erica's was cool too she was more you know more of a poem kind of spoken word just kind of showing her respect for the history of uh, Detroit as far as Barry Gordy and um, Motown and things like that um, and Stevie Warner pretty much the same thing except with Stevie Warner's story I wonder, Stephen Wonder might be slipping. In his story, he said, uh, as a child, I used to see the when I first saw the piano. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You ain't blind. You said when he when he first saw the piano. Okay. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh I just thought that was funny. So I just figured I'd go over all those skits. Uh so um Harder Than My Demons. Um I, this is probably where it started losing. Harder than my demons, everything that's missing, zen the f out. Um, Guard your heart was cool, but I really didn't see. Um, it really didn't pick back up to me until Lithuania, Lithuania, 
I think that's how you say it. Featuring Travis Scott. Uh, nice produced track. Like the beat. But other than that, I didn't really get anything else from that track, to be honest. Um, there was like social justice talk on here. Going back to Guard Your Heart. I see I got written down here. Uh, that was featuring Wale. And he was talking about like social justice issues on that. So you do have um, a little bit of that in the album as well. Alright, so for the sake of time, I'm going to skip the next couple tracks here. It was a long album. It was like 21 tracks. Uh, Full Circle was cool, um, and I like the concept of basically him telling his story about how he used to um, listen to Kanye in the 10th grade or something like that. Um, and then that's Kanye dropped. No, Kanye dropped his album during his 10th grade year, and then he said 10 years later he had a number one. So uh things like that to you know listening to notorious big and being called big shun uh things of that nature that's what he spoke on in that song uh things come in full circus as far as his life is concerned um next song was time in and then the erica badu skit i talked about that already uh feed um the baddest um I don't really have anything written down. So some of these songs is like, uh, okay. Like I said, in the middle, it kind of died down for me. And then at like towards the end where we're at now, Don life featuring Wayne. Um, I like the, um, human nature sample that they use. And this song is supposed to be in, supposed to be used for the NBA final. So congrats on that. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, that song was cool. Uh, Wayne did his thing on that. um, and then there's Friday Night Cypher. This is probably one of the most talked about songs as it um, it had a couple people on it. But, uh, a lot of people from Detroit, of course. Uh, T Grizzly, um, Cash Doll, and there was a whole bunch of other people I didn't know. <laughs> I was just waiting for Royce to come on. Royce to 5'9", and of course Eminem went last. And um, uh, Big Sean went somewhere in the middle. But I would say the best verse... Of course, it's Royce the Five Nine man, um, and M. M was second. I don't know. M, I maybe I'm just a little tired of the Eminem, the usual Eminem flow. You know how he raps, so he pretty much did that on here. But other than that, um, of course, nobody's gonna be out rapping Eminem. But uh, style wise, lyric wise, I I enjoyed Royce the most. Um, Let's see, other than that, you had the Stevie skit, the, the Stevie Wonder skit, or the story. Um, and then there was Still I Rise was the last song, which was kind of had a celebratory feel to it. So um, I guess a nice way to outro as far as the album is concerned. But like I said, um, the album was just, it was solid. But it's the replay value is probably not that high for me. I just, it... I don't know. It just wasn't what I was expecting for the for the long wait, so to say. Uh, but a solid album nonetheless. Under that, <clears throat> guys, whoo! There was a hard uh, there was a hard podcast to record because I've been having technical difficulties and just been starting over all day. But I guess I am on episode thirteen <laughs> now that I think about it. But uh, yeah, that's it, guys. So with that being said. Uh, oh yeah, man! I went this whole, um, I went this whole podcast. I downloaded this um, this soundboard app, and I got one of my drops on here. And I was looking for the right time to do it, and I didn't do it. I haven't used it at the whole time, so I guess this would be a perfect time. Come on, man!
what am I doing? I wanted to use that <laughs> the whole time. I said, I'm going to use that soundbite. Come on, man. Mr. Joe Biden. Uh, but anyway, that's going to be it for me, guys. Um, I'm about to close it out with my new theme song. This is Damone Tyrell, Catch 28. And I just thought this was perfect as far as the theme song for the catch up so i will see y'all next time guys remember to like comment subscribe if y'all rode with me during this uh weird podcast thank you and i will be back for 14 and i'll be a whole lot more fluid next time but i'm glad i got this out i will see you guys later We gon' catch up.